You guys were both, we were talking about coffee and you guys Yeah, I can't both, have that stuff. Yeah, Phil can't have it. I had a little bit earlier because we're recording this kind of late. So I had... I was really tired all week. I had worked like crazy and it was my only option. They were like, just have an espresso. And I was like, eh. But by the, you know, day three, I was like, yeah, this thing's killer. But yeah, that's the thing. You start <laughs> dancing with the devil and then you need to have it. That's the only way for you to I can't awake. have it on regular time. I'll explode. What about Red Bull? Have you messed with that stuff ever? The, like back in the day when it dude, first came around and it was like, yeah. Like six in a row. Bang, yeah, bang, yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Oh, yeah, God. To get those wings when I was still drinking, like crazy, crazy drinking back in the day, dude. Jaegerbombs, yeah. that was my shit. Oh, God. every night with Red Bull, oh, yeah, dude. We would kill bottles of Jaeger oh. every night. Oh, it was awful. Think about how much sugar that is. It's gross. There's a while when, whenever I was in Vegas, I would order Red Bulls and champagne. Whoa, um, that's cool. Yeah, but it's, I mean, think about all the sugar oh. there, like it's. Bad, terrible dude. idea like you just get a headache to think about it. yeah i can't do any of that anymore uh, i still I mess with red bull sometimes on tour like if i need it um like if it's 9 a.m it's 9 p.m rather and you gotta stay up oh, till yeah, yeah, 1 a.m yeah. and you're tired i'm guilty of having the occasional five hour energy i was just gonna ask about the five yeah. hour energy. they should make one that's like less they should make a two hour because <laughs> i know they make one there's a competitor that makes more it's like a nine hour there's a nine yeah. hour energy my idea is a milder form, five yeah. hour alertness. Oh, you know, tone it down yeah. a little bit. One hour energy would be enough, you know? That's all you really want. There should be like a five minutes of attention one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, we, yes, we should start the podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Hello, and welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake, and we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamnthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. So we've known each other a long time, Phil. Once while on a road trip in our Winnebago. If I recall correctly, it was a space Winnebago. That's right. And we were on a space road trip. We turned a bend in the space road and nearly crashed into a giant opening crawl that receded into eternity. It's text containing a ranked list of everything. Which we memorized, of course. But just as we finished, we received a message from the frantic space king. An irate potentate. Via long distance intergalactic call. A far, far away communique. Insisting that we chase after his wayward daughter, we immediately shifted the Winnebago into ludicrous speed and blasted across the galaxy so fast that it yanked the list from our minds. So we can now only access the list little bits at a time through an extremely scientific process called shooting the shit. That's how, with the help of our friends and listeners, we reassemble the list of every damn thing. The list now has 143 items with Dolly Parton at the top and Transphobia at the bottom. Sriracha and Brief are in the middle of the list. Now, when we say Brief, we're talking about not talking about brief underwear, but we're talking about uh, uh, like a moment of time. Yeah, or, or, and also okay. not like a, a file containing uh, information. Yeah, exactly. But we're talking about a moment in time. Yeah. Um, so if you want to look at the complete list, you can find it at everydamthing.net. You can find a link to that in our show notes. And we would like to welcome uh, our guest, Ephraim Schultz, is here to help us rank some stuff. Ephraim, how's it going, man? Great. How are you? We are. I like are, that you oh, I can, Speaking for me. <laughs> To let the record reflect. To give him a proper introduction, Ephraim is oh. the frontman of three bands, Death by Stereo, Voodoo Glow Skulls, Manic Hispanic, and maybe do you have another project going on as well? In a Dancing Misfits cover band oh. called Dirty Black Summer. And I have some other projects I'm okay. working on a bunch. Of course, you know, yep. But. And you're here to, to join us and help us, I'm man. I'm really yeah, happy to help. Shit. We always need help because Jake and I, we don't have, we lack a lot of expertise. You know, we have enthusiasm, but we don't know a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we should mention that one of Ephraim's bands, Voodoo Glow Skulls, uh, has an album that just came out last yeah. week live in the apocalypse right yes you gotta go pick it up you yeah, can I'm get so that excited. wherever you get albums it's on dr strange records uh, so do you guys want to get into the first thing yeah, i'm ready man i'm chomping okay. at the bit is it champing or ch i'm doing that it's both um, it's, it's originally champing okay. it is champing but both are okay enlighten me what does champing mean champing means chomping <laughs> <laughs> it's like old time ah, I was champing. yeah it's like i think it's like old timey can we all start going on the movement of saying champing I don't know which one is right. I, I know the one I say is wrong, but like I'm just—they're they're like, both right at this point. They're both right. I looked it up. Um, oh, wow. It was originally champing, but they both mean the same fucking thing. So yeah, like, cool. so it's cool, man. Do don't worry about it. We're all in the same game. Yeah. Okay. I'm the world heavyweight chomp. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you talking champ. <laughs> okay, so the first thing we're going to rank, this was submitted by uh, our listener, Brandon M. Weird Al Yankovic. And you put the quotes around weird. Oh, yeah. He's a musician. He's been around since the oh, 70s. Yeah. He's an American institution, uh, a worldwide institution. Uh, he's got five Grammy nominations, and he's known most. He does original songs, okay. but he's most known for doing um, parodies. parodies, which, Ephraim, you have a band that does parodies. Yep. Your band Manic That's Hispanic, right? Chicano themed parodies exactly. of punk songs. Exactly. So you're especially equipped. He's in your uh, in your genre. He is, and he's very close to my heart since I was a kid. Like I have weird, oh, yeah. like great weird Al memories. I I, uh, 
Uh, I was devastated as a child when, when the Eat It uh, 45 came out for the song Eat It. Uh-huh. I bought it at Kmart yeah. and I remember I brought it to show and tell. And before I walked into my class, it slipped out of the sleeve and broke. And I was <laughs> devastated, dude. Was so-, <laughs> oh, so you're showing to the other kids like, here's a broken record that I have. My, my one thing I love the most, it's broken. I can't ever listen to it again. Did the 45 have all the lyrics uh, written no. out? Or did you have to write them down listening to it? like thinking of catching every joke. Some 45s, as you know, came with the full yeah. cover and all that, but some just came in the in the sleeve. It was the cheap sleeve, you know? Because you just think for Weird yeah. out, like it's all jokes, right? It's like Mad Magazine or right. something where it's like- His albums had lyrics. I think he made a real point to make sure you understood everything he you was know, saying. You know, that's probably why it um, appealed to me. It wasn't like- I gotta say, he... Weird Al really appealed to me as a kid. Like rock music was never something I liked as a kid because I couldn't really? understand the words most of the time. I like rap music, I like country music, because yeah. people are talking. It's like conversational right. tone. Rock music's not really about the words so much. Or if it is, you got to do homework to learn what the oh, words yeah, are. Yeah, sure. You know? But it's like the lyrics to like a Led Zeppelin song, that's not the point of it. Whereas like, we're now... Man, you're talking to a lead singer of three bands here, man. Oh, man. No, <laughs> no, I'm just talking about like what you hear on the radio when you hear rock music on the radio. Words are part of it. Some bands different than others. I, yeah. you know what I mean, I don't mean to generalize. But we're now, it's about words. It's about getting these jokes across. He's oh, a great sure, musician, yeah. but like he's about the music is like just is a vehicle for his for the it's for the double about words than anyone else because it's about the original words that everyone already knows. Yeah. And then yeah. altering yep. those and making them yeah. a hit again. You know? Now, do you think that Weird Al yeah. is kind of stuck nowadays? Because it used to be if a song was a hit, like Michael Jackson beat it, everybody in the world would know this one song. And so you could do a parody of the song, securing the knowledge that everyone knew what you were talking about. I know what the original line was, and now I, I get the joke. But nowadays, there's no hit like Beat It anymore. Well, I don't know if you, you pay attention to more of his current releases, but as far back as Poodle Hat, he was doing Eminem. You know oh, I mean? okay. And now, like, he does polka versions. Pop, 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 polka face, pop, pop, polka face. Yeah. He does Lady uh, yeah, you know what I mean. So he's and he's continued to do recent songs. The, the most recent one that I can remember is not that recent, but is uh, there's White and Nerdy, and he also did the um, White and Nerdy was great. There's Tacky, which was a parody of Happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I just think about it as it's hard to be doing parody songs if there's not a monoculture, right? There's right. not like one record because yeah. Michael Jackson Thriller, everyone in the world had that record. You could walk downtown and talk about Vincent Price, talking about Thriller. People say, "Oh, I know what you're talking about." You know, everyone's parents had yeah. it, everyone, kids had it. I just wonder if it is maybe it's it's a tougher situation for someone making uh, parody songs nowadays. I think he just sticks to the yeah. parts. You know, yeah, I mean? you go yeah. off the biggest stuff you can. And- I, I believe his most recent record is his only record to reach number one. Wow. Reaching number one, I think, doesn't mean as, as much as it did in the eighties or nineties like, or whatever. Eat it was such a big deal to me as a kid. I oh, saw yeah. the video for that, and it's hard because, like, I can't. It's permanently changed the way I hear "Beat It," and and probably yeah. I would say the I, same I about here in my head. Have a banana, have yeah. a whole bunch. You know what I mean? I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, and like I think about it when I'm like, if I eat a banana, or you know, it like it's in your mind forever in a way that like probably more than "Beat It" is. You know, especially because like I'm not heavy on Michael Jackson music in my house right at the yeah. moment, right? At the and, moment, and, no. and I guess I would say another one would be. Uh, white and nerdy too because like it kind of overshadows the chameleon song where it's like i you know, think that about it song is so gangster it's but so then you good look at white and, nerdy yeah. and you're like this is just better yeah <laughs> it's true it serves yeah. different purposes for different people he's a different like feel for different people he brings different emotions like we have this playlist of all the weird al polkas oh the mega mixes and we yeah. play them every night before we go on stage so weird al can serve different purposes like he can get you pumped and we actually won over george uh, hot water music, George. Right. Yeah. We were on tour of them and he was like, hung over, just wanted to sleep on the couch in the back room. And here I come getting ready for our set. Put my speaker down. And we're all doing jumping jacks, fucking screaming. Woo! And he's so fucking mad, dude. And then we go on stage, we play and halfway through the set. He just comes out all stoked. And then at the end, he's like, I fucking get it, dude. <laughs> it's funny because we were just talking before the show and you're like oh yeah i gotta get some coffee it seems like what you needed was you needed one of those polka medleys like those i know what you're talking about like every album he he would have a song that's like a, a polka medley so you made a mega mix of just the polka medleys only the polka medleys yeah <laughs> wow that rules yeah. it's a oops all very situation I'll you, guys, <laughs> you know i was just listening to um spotify shuffle for him yeah. uh, earlier today one of the things that came up i didn't know he's done which is shows you like how he managed to stay with the time is he did a uh a hamilton polka well, medley and it sounds great i've seen him live i've never seen him and live can i tell you that i stuck in to see him 
and how oh, nice. to see him. Yes, I was please. With my friend Kevin, my good friend Kevin Smith. We were uh, not that Kevin Smith. So <laughs> it, it was at the Orange County Fair, and they have this like mini like arena in the fair where the bands play, right? And it was Weird Al Day, yeah. and it was full. It was like sold. You tied out. yourself to the side of a horse, and then when the horse walked into the fair, you were on the side, so they <laughs> couldn't <know>. see you. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this no horse this costume. Yeah. <laughs> one man in front, one man in back. <laughs> I fucking we we were looking around for something. Anthony going to the bathroom. We found a toilet snake. Okay. Okay. My friend Kevin grabbed it, and I'm all just start running towards the fucking gate. <laughs> and I started running, and it was all loud. And I was just yelling, "We gotta get the toilet We gotta fix, man!" Just yelling. And the security guard just opens the gate. Kevin's got the toilet stick. We ran in, got to the fucking side stage of weird fucking Al. Dude. Yeah. And so he's playing. That's opposite rad. side of the stage. There was like a tent, and fucking dude, in between songs, he run off and blast into this tent. And then just blast out a different guy. Different costume. Oh, costume change, a little quick change artist. Yeah. It was crazy. And then when you'd see him running off the side, it was business, dude. <laughs> get it on. It was great. And then we, we eventually got booted off and had to watch from the audience. But dude, oh, man. his band, what was really a great highlight for me is because there were all these incredible like muso guys that could play beat it or play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything. And it got all like serious and like they were doing a jam and then he went to introduce each guy and they like played the worst solo. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. He's from like uh, LA somewhere, right? And he got his start uh, yeah, calling think... into Dr. Demento, right? That's how I first heard him. I'm a, I was right? super into Dr. Demento as a kid. I'm sure we all were. Oh, you know? so you heard him yeah, when, yeah, you were, yeah. when, when he was a kid calling in. Like he was calling in as early as 76. I was definitely hearing his... him being played by Dr. Demento. Oh, yeah. Because they became yeah. like, he had like a lifetime friendship with Dr. Demento and whatnot. Right. Like he wouldn't, his career wouldn't have been what it was with, if it weren't for point, Dr. Like Demento. The student, the student surpassed the master at some point. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Dr. Demento, I think, is responsible for a lot of people getting into cool, weird shit and just like music. Oh, yeah. And a lot. I mean, I learned a lot from that show. It's a cool that the guy exists. The guy just seems like he's such like a a positive force. I hope nothing ever comes bad about him. Like he killed a guy or something, you know. And like yeah. I, I don't think I anything believe... ever will. He's like I, I feel like he's golden. I know man, about like... how his parents died from like a gas leak in their house or something. It sounds awful. Yeah, he was on tour, and both of his parents died from accidental like carbon monoxide poisoning uh, at their house. And he learned about it. This and there's a show in Wisconsin somewhere. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Orange County Fair. This was like a few hours before the show was going on. He had to decide whether or not he was gonna wow. perform. He had just learned his parents died suddenly and he ended up performing. He was like, my music makes other people happy and maybe it'll make me happy. It's like, and he said after the fact, it's a therapeutic thing. And so he learned his parents died and did a show like Where he's three or four hours later. And, laughing, and it's like songs he's played a hundred times or a thousand times maybe, you know? Yeah, it's a kind of a magical thing. Like, wow. I'm sorry I brought that up, Ephraim. I don't mean to like put you in, a, in the wrong mood, you know, <laughs> thinking about that. I think that's uh, something cool about Weird Al. Yeah. He made a choice and he realized that that's what music is for and that's what comedy is for, you know? And so he... Said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna power through it, you know." And he said after the fact that like it helped. Can we all agree that Weird Al is a healer? Yeah, yeah, man. Now that's the thing. We're gonna rank he him as another musician who's also a healer on the list. Who's pretty high up. Before we get to ranking, I want to just note a few other things. So, Ephraim, I know that legally you can parody a song. Yeah. Um, I know, that, but Weird Al has a rule where he always tries to seek permission oh, yeah. from the original artist. Do you do the same thing with Mac Hispanic? We bet every song through every every band that we cover. Uh, have you ever been refused? Uh, you don't have to say name names, but no, like I haven't been yet. I I, I don't yeah. think the band ever has been refused. I do know that a couple of bands like stuck it to him money wise. Oh, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. These dudes definitely didn't want to do a bro thing. You know, like yeah. I remember Chameleonaire said something about like he got paid. Because he got he has writing credit on White. Oh Man, yeah, so yeah, of course. He's yeah. like, yeah, I loved it. It was great. I know that Prince refused. Yeah, I guess. Weird Al would go back to Prince every few years and re-ask him, and he would always refuse. Um, he must have had a great song. And Paul McCartney and Jimmy Page apparently also refused, even though they're fans. And I know that, like, with Amish Paradise, yeah. he got permission from the record label, or from, like, whoever, like, he really needed to get permission from, but not from Coolio, and Coolio was pissed for a and while. he came back like, um, I'm sorry. Did he get Stevie Wonder's? Coolio got paid. Coolio was mad, but, like, still cashed the fucking checks. <laughs> and, like, 10 years later, they squashed it. And then, like, another, almost 10 years after that, Coolio said, like, I apologize for having tripped. I couldn't um, see being angry about somebody doing that, because it's, like, it's it seems like it's, like, the ultimate thing you can do. Like, it shows how successful you are if somebody is... Yeah. It, 
like using your song as the basis. Yeah. The, what do you call it? like the structure to hang a bunch of jokes on? Yeah. Because yeah. they know everyone knows it. It's like if you're in Mad Magazine or something like that. You think do people get their feelings hurt by Mad Magazine? I don't know. Like or someone do an impression of them. Some people do. Like it depends on how serious you take yourself. And Coolio, I think, was taking himself a little bit too seriously at the time. Yes. Uh, even though he had made the, the video for him. Fantastic Voyage, which is very silly. Here's the thing about Coolio. People often forget that dude's a fucking gangster. Well, you yeah. gotta go listen Ephraim, to by the way, Phil, Ephraim has worked with Coolio. <laughs> I have worked with Coolio, and that dude legit was a fucking gangster, dude. Straight up gangster. Yeah. Talk gangster, fucking acted gangster. Like, we had lunch. It was MTV paying for the lunch. You recorded a song, right? Is that right? Or you did you, something? You were his backup band for, like, this weird MTV reality show. Okay. Wait. And he's so gangster. We're all these, like... MTV people and like he just picks up his phone the mid conversation he's just like yeah bring that weed over here right now you know this is a long time ago so it's kind of like fuck he's got you I was like you gotta do just bring a weed to the restaurant man like what the fuck <laughs> and he was like so just bold right and then the guy looks at him and he's like it's so great you could be doing anything right now but you're doing this show to be positive or whatever he's all man yeah. I'd rather be fucking snowboarding right now that's gangster so then, man <laughs> then the waiter is taking the orders and he's talking to his weed dude on the phone. He's like, yo, 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 just wait outside. Just wait outside. What do you want to eat? Okay. Hey, I need another lunch. <laughs> like he ordered an extra lunch and everyone was all intimidated. She traded him lunch. And he got his weed. And then like we had to park our cars and he had this big like Humvee parked all in the middle of everything. And the runner was like, excuse me, uh, we need you to move your car. And he's like, and I can't figure out how to turn your stereo off. And it was all boom, 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 boom. <laughs> he just looks at him and he, he gives him the keys and he's all park it and he's like uh can you help me with the stereo and then he goes in and turns the stereo off and he goes go detail it whoa the kids are okay and then he just looks at me he's all you should get your shit detailed too and i was like dude coolio i've learned so many life lessons from you today you can get anything you want in this world you just gotta ask yeah. so but yeah. since it was illegal at the time we'll say coolio allegedly yeah, got yeah, me yeah. sorry sorry uh, <laughs> and, and a lot of um, other crazy alleged shit happened that same day. It was so mind blowing. Yeah. We were with him for a couple of days, dude. He's so rad, really nice. Like that I rules. love Julio, big fan. And no, I don't have to be mad at him anymore because he apologized for the yeah. weird out thing. So you know, yeah. Yeah. he everything's wrong. He recognized you. Speaking of people being offended, so you said it's an honor, Phil, for a lot of people to be parodied by him. Cobain straight up said, "Like, yeah, dude, this is it. Like that. That means we made yeah. it. Like Weird Al's covering yeah, this." Yeah. But also speaking of people being offended, I, like I said, I was listening to him on Shuffle. Some of this stuff, like. For example, that song "Fat." I don't know if that could be released today. Oh yeah, it's a different time. <laughs> yeah, it's a different time. Also, like I forgot this song existed, but I heard the song "Lasagna," which is a parody of La Bamba. And if I was Italian or Mexican, I might be bummed by it. I'm not Mexican. Ephraim, you can comment on like whether or not that's an offensive song. I get it. It's it, there's some '80s humor that yeah. it doesn't translate. You know, there's yeah. no way to translate it, and I know it's it's just over. In fact, like a lot of the rap stuff he does, you could call it like appropriation somehow or whatever but it's parody so what are you gonna do you know artist isn't offended by it then exactly yeah i mean that's what i guess matters the most well the thing is that he's not in like blackface right although he may be rapping he's not yeah he goes to great lengths to put it in a different cultural context he's amish or he's white and nerdy or something like that yeah i think that he sidesteps a little bit of that I think so too. I think he's a, a lot of people don't don't look at him as a, much of a, a live performance innovator as he is. I went to see him. He had a, an Al 3D experience where you walked into this dome tent. I went with my mom. We went, you walk in and it's like you're inside Al's brain. Wait, yeah, and it's like walking through a museum of Al kind of, and you look at all these different parts of his brain. And what like, kind of stuff was in his brain? I mean, if you don't mind me asking, it, it, I don't it, know if it, we didn't pay the, the ticket. Uh, did you like sign a disclaimer? <laughs> I did yeah. not. Know. Yeah, you're NDA'd up. <laughs> Man, I wish I would have seen him live. I almost did. It's like the opposite of your story where you like rushed in and got some live. I thought that I could. Like, I was working at Summerfest in Milwaukee, oh. and he was playing there, and I assumed that I could would be able to use my pass to go see him. But the thing he was playing in was like an extra level of pass that my pass oh, couldn't get me to. So I was like stoked all day. I was like, I'm going to see Weird Al. It's going to be great. Like I set the time aside. And then I went to go get there. Like, no, nah, that pass doesn't work. Not even just like, not even to stand in the audience, like, like much less like side stage, like you did. And I was too much of a punk to like find a fucking toilet snake or whatever it was. <laughs> I like that toilet snake idea, though. That's yes, a good idea. A guy with a toilet snake flying at you. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Did you pop a Mentos in your mouth after you did that, Ephraim? <laughs> no, you got to pop up the Mentos in your mouth beforehand. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Do you guys want to rank him? Are you ready to uh, oh, yeah, I'm go ready to the list? Um, okay. Okay, okay so, so who's comparable? Say... on? I mean, comedians. So there's... Well, there's comedians and there's musicians. Yeah. 
Right, and there's one that's both, which is Cheech and Chong. Yeah. But they're much lower than well, I think. somebody else who's like, their whole life is kind of a comic. Cheech and Chong are at number 69, which is a funny number, yeah. too. 69 is the right number for Cheech and Chong, even though they're... <laughs> Good you point. Know, all right, so if you think about this guy, there's someone who I compare him to who is like a kind of a total performer, meaning like you never really see him off ever. And that's Pee Wee Herman, right? Who is kind of similar to in some ways. And he's very high on the list. So it's not as much of an alter ego or there really isn't. But you're right. Like Pee Wee Herman is is really similar. Pee Wee's number seven. Um, and I'm tempted. Like I definitely don't think uh, Weird Al should be down at 69. Um, I do kind of wish that Cheech and Chong were higher, but I can't control that. That's just the universe that puts him well, there. But, I mean, um, I, but Weird Al shouldn't, shouldn't be that low, but I'm not sure he should be up at number seven. Seven's pretty high, but maybe... Well, like, let's look I, at like, what other company. Let's see what else is around there. Here's the thing, though. The people that Weird Al would be surrounded by probably all think he's awesome oh yeah so he would be amongst his peers if he was like near peewee you're saying or yeah that's some pretty rare air but i honestly every, like the list is real top heavy like you know everything above like number 50 or so yeah it's pretty fantastic you yeah know? you're right he's definitely top 50 oh absolutely i would think top 20 i mean star wars is number 20 like bruce springsteen is number 17 yeah and bill paxton the actor is number 25 these are human beings. Those are both human beings. And to me, Weird Al has got to go. I'm not sure about putting him above Bruce. Huh? I, I like Bill Paxton. I love Bill Paxton. I think he's great. But I feel like Weird Al has got to go above him. Because he's he um, performed for longer. He's done more stuff. Yeah. Bill and Paxton and Aliens is really funny, man. Bill Paxton is funny and great. And he's got, he actually has range as well. Yeah. But... Okay, because this anecdote about Weird Al performing after his parents died, because of Weird Al's general good vibeness, like Bill Paxton would be a good tool to use in some way, the way Ephraim used it to like get on a person's good side. But like Weird Al is like, a, that's a great tool, I think. Yeah. Like, I think Weird Al could form more, way more bridges between people than Bill Paxton Absolutely. could. Although Bill Paxton could Ephraim's for sure. A guest. Ephraim, what do you think about um, between Weird Al and Bruce Springsteen? Who should go higher or lower? I'm biased. You know, it's, it's okay, okay to be biased. That's you know, it's okay. I'm gonna say Weird Al. Okay, and I, um, because uh, I think that Bruce would put him before himself. Yeah, but Bruce doing that might give Bruce uh, an edge, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not Bruce. No, I'm good with that. So the next thing up that um, I think Weird Al. Well, when you think Weird Al, well, there's you a real think sex, and that's number fourteen. That's uh, true. Yeah. Um, okay, Weird Al is not. He doesn't like trade on his sexuality as a performer necessarily, no. right? You He's think a, Weird Al smells good? I bet he does. I, I bet he smells, I bet he I bet does he smells too, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I bet he's got... Yeah. But, but <laughs> yeah, I, I can only imagine. I, I bet it's like... It's just a, So sex. Can Weird Al go above sex? I mean, there's lots of things that are yeah, above sex. Sex isn't 14. Pee-wee's above sex. Uh, more than Weird Al did. So I'm kind of biased towards that. Then we're getting into things that like... I'm a little worried like, about the, Al being above burritos. Yeah. So oh, now okay. it seems like here we're starting to touch on it, the, the ceiling for him. Yeah. I've, I've proved how much I love Weird Al. But I like burritos more. I, I kind of think we found the ceiling for him then. I think we yeah. did too. So what do you guys say about putting Weird Al at number 17? Right below burritos. Yeah? Did we just make history? Yeah. So Weird Al goes in at number 17, moving Bruce Springsteen to number 18. Uh, so let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll rank the next nice. thing. Hey, uh, welcome back. That was cool. Um, it was a break. And, <laughs> that was cool. And, uh, uh, it, was, it was tough. We had to mop the sweat from our brow. So we're going to move on to the next thing to rank. This was submitted by Jorge. It's, it's Spaceballs, the movie Spaceballs. And, you know, before we get into it, we did an episode, episode number 34. We, we discussed Howard the Duck. And during that episode, Spaceballs came up and we were like, oh, somebody should submit Spaceballs and we could rank it. Uh, and somebody had, Jorge had already submitted it by then. So sorry, Jorge, if we'd forgotten angry. you submitted it by then. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, uh, so it's a 1987 movie directed by Mel Brooks. Yeah. Uh, and it is also, it's on theme. It is also a parody of the Star Wars okay. movies. Here's the thing, man. Uh, not, I'm not a Spaceballs guy. Oh. You're on record for that. Yeah, is yeah. That... I've, I've been on record for that. So I'm just laying it out right now. Like, I'm not a Star Wars guy. Are you? Would oh, you give interesting. Yourself, would interesting. you be more of a Spaceballs guy than a Star Wars guy? Absolutely. Hands down. They, that's like my wife. Man. My wife, there's a comedian, Mike Lawrence, who's the same way. And he said his problem with Star Wars is he saw Spaceballs first. So he's a kid. Wow, he saw Spaceballs. Crazy. And then, then he goes and watches Star Wars. He's like, well, there's no jokes in this. What's, like, why, why would I like this? <laughs> it's, like, it's like Spaceballs with no jokes. Uh, Don't get it twisted. Like, I loved Star Wars, you know, when I saw it as a kid and growing mm -hmm. up. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, I don't yeah. live Star Wars, you know? It doesn't like, dominate your destiny, you're saying. But you're, you're knowledgeable enough about Star Wars for Spaceballs to be right. funny for you when it came out, right? Because I can't imagine not well, knowing about Star Wars. You just watch one first. And then watching Spaceballs. Like, yeah, but Spaceballs yeah. makes so many references to Star Wars. Like to me, there's the Mel Brooks stuff. Mel Brooks done a lot of stuff over his long career. Yeah. Some stuff I like more than others. I like Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles. I don't oh, yeah. really like History of the World Part One. 
not crazy about Spaceballs. I kind of think the the one that's underrated. I like Robin Hood uh, Men in Tights. Okay, interesting. So okay. and that was well after Spaceballs, yeah, right? Yeah. So that, that I'm means... not just saying I like the old stuff. I'm just not. Mel Brooks isn't really my guy, man. It's like he's a little hard for me to take sometimes, you know. Really? I don't know what it is. I like stupid shit. I like zany things. <laughs> I like wacky bullshit. Yeah. Like I like that stuff. It, it's just like it always seemed kind of too old fashioned for me. He's like from a different time. He's like a guy from the '60s. And his career spanned, you know, well after that, but it never really hit so hard with me. So I don't mean to talk bad about the guy, but I'm saying, like, I'm going to put it below Star Wars. Yeah. I want to. Ephraim's the guest. Yeah, Ephraim's I mean, the guest. I, so maybe he's got a different opinion. I don't know. We gave him that bit on the previous segment. So I don't know. <laughs> now we got we to be rougher with him. This, <laughs> oh, he used up now. all of his rope? All my juice is gone. What's the best joke in Spaceballs? <laughs> The best joke in Spaceballs to me is the bit where the bad guys are like, where are the good guys? we got to find them. And somebody's like, oh, I know. Let's get a VHS of the movie Spaceballs and fast forward it to like the part after this. And we, that like, part. That's weird. So it's within the movie. They're watching their own movie. They like. Didn't they do that at the end of, of Blazing Saddles? They go to a movie theater and watch the end of the movie? There is some sort of meta stuff yeah. in Blazing Saddles, but I don't think they're watching the end of their movie. But anyways, yeah, they get to a part where they're like watching themselves, watching themselves. It's definitely the best bit in the movie. Let's just and it's say fun. we put all Rick Moranis' performances uh, on this list. Where does his performance... Well, they're not there yet, but yeah, eventually exactly. we will, yeah. Where do you put this uh, among Rick Moranis movies? Like, is it his best work? It's not. No, not not at all. No, his best work is probably Ghostbusters. Or maybe... Uh, or the first uh, one. He's, and in fact, he's not even especially funny in this to me. Yeah. Really? I'm going to say that I just watched Spaceballs, and I found it... Uh, not very it's tough, amusing. though. Comedies um, don't age that well. You want them to. I really liked it not as a all kid. Do age but like, that well. Even the best comedy, it's like it's hard to watch. This is something I tell Jake. It's like, look, you you got to grade comedies on a curve a little bit because something that hits really hard when you know twenty years ago, a, an action movie will still work. You can still watch Cobra, or you it's can still watch over. Raw Deal. Yeah, I, I do agree that comedy doesn't age as good as some other things, but I think that the way. Okay, what about Bill Pullman? Is it Bill Pullman's best work? No, it's not. It's not his best is work, it? but I think it's some of his best work. <laughs> all right, all right. It yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, in Sleepless in Seattle, he's the guy who is uh, sneezing all the time. Yeah. And he's the president in uh, Independence Day, which I kind of think is the best Bill Pullman. That's that's probably his best role. And then I think, uh, who is who plays the robot? That's Joan yeah, Rivers. Joan Rivers plays the robot. Joan Rivers, huh? This, the, and, this might be her best role. There's a lot of there's a lot of Hollywood Squares motherfuckers in this. Like, <laughs> John Rivers is in it. Dom DeLuise plays Pizza the Hut, which I didn't realize uh, until later. And also, Jim J. Bullock plays Prince okay. Prince Jim Valium. Jim J. Bullock's great, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he for is. Comfort, right? Yeah. Jim J. Bullock was center square in Hollywood Squares in the 80s and 90s a lot. Hollywood Squares for a long time, right? Him and Shadow Stevens. He was a permanent square for a long time. I'm sure Dom DeLuise was and maybe Joan Rivers. What's your favorite thing about Spaceballs? I like the whole Princess Leia thing. It's so over the top. It's so ridiculous. The earbuds. The headphones. The hair gag. We talked about trying to parody that. And make it like yeah. conchas, you know, those like Mexican Oh, those pastries. <laughs> so you're in the Spaceballs mindset. Oh, I'm definitely like. in the mindset. She's a genius character, dude. Like, it's genius, dude. Like, so, so you live your life like uh, one Spaceball at a time. Like you're you're in you're, you're like locked in in space. Like I'm not. I don't think about Spaceballs that frequently. You know? Like, yeah. I, I hadn't. Well, actually, I had thought about it. It like informs your existence. I'm on the Spaceball spectrum, you know? <laughs> okay. um, I really liked it when I was 13 when it came out. I thought yeah. it was great. And then when I was like around 20-ish, I started watching it again. And I liked it then a lot too. But I, I feel like looking back that it was sort of nostalgia and irony that made me like it. Because really, I, I just like, I got to say like the the jokes aren't great, <laughs> mostly to me. I, I, like I do love, I love watching Bill Pullman. I love watching John Candy. I love watching Rick Moranis. I love watching, I mean, Joan Rivers yeah, is great. You know, movies, uh, like I don't really care that much about seeing the Police Academy guy make noises. Uh, which he does in this, but well, if you're gonna see but, him do like, anything, that's what you want to see him do. It's, it's got a lot of ingredients that, like, my favorite part is when Barf is like Bartholomew. That is funny. <laughs> Dick Van Patten from It Is Enough. You know, he's cool too. It I is guess. Enough. By the way, I don't know if anyone's um, gonna know what that is when they hear this, but It Is Enough. Probably well, not. This, we're not no. gonna release this. They're, they're gonna find this like well, in the wreckage of our civilization. This is like one of the only <laughs> thing that they find is this recording, <laughs> and they'll have to piece together like a Rosetta Stone to piece together all the rest of the, the history, what happened to the civilization. So. Okay, let me think then. It seems like we have you as as a a spaceball head, and as yeah. me as like a bit of a spaceball hater. I kind of think we have to put it in yeah. Jake's hands to make the final call on where to rank oh. spaceballs. Well, and you know what? I I trust Jake because he's had some very uh, you've been very fair 
about your opinion. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, before I go to the list, to me, this movie is a testament to how good and how iconic Star Wars is because they pretty much built this whole movie on just Star Wars. Apparently, George Lucas liked this movie what? and he wrote Mel Brooks to tell him how much he liked it, which, I mean, it's similar to the Cobain thing about oh, yeah. Weird Al. Like, that totally. means you made it. Or like it. Mad like, Magazine or like something where if I heard somebody was doing an impression of me, it would fill me with pride. It could be the cruelest impression <laughs> ever, you know, someone making fun of me. I kind of feel like I need to know something first about the two of you before I could get this decision. Okay. I, I didn't get a really clear picture of how deeply into Star Wars you guys are. That's a good question. So I, I, the Star Wars, um, I might say that I'm not especially into it. I don't care that much about it, but really I care a lot about it. Like, <laughs> I feel like for, uh, like for like someone in my demo with the knowledge, Ephraim like, counts as that. Like Ephraim is like, me and Ephraim were born in yeah, the same I'm year. Saying, like, I, yeah, exactly. And someone, and also who like, I'm an internet dude. Like I make internets for a job. So it's like, you can kind of guess, like this guy probably has some opinions on Star Wars. You know, this guy must, I go see the Star Wars movies when they come out. It's like a very base ingredient in the sauce of our like psyches, yeah. I think. I don't say like, sorry, Jake, I can't make it that day. Cause that's the day I'm dressing up like Boba Fett. Right. Cause we're going to a ceremony to honor our fallen comrade in the empire or something. You know, we don't do the dress up so much, but we both like it. I would say, I, I can't really speak to, to Jake, but it's like. Like if you look at the list, which has had some input from other people as well, but like it's currently at 21 out of 144 items now. So with that either um, because based upon the sheer impact it has, it, oh, it, yeah, yeah. it yeah. Add, I agree that it should be ranked very high. So you, um, I mean? you guys now kind of have <laughs> brought me into a headspace where like part of me is like, Fuck, maybe I'm looking at the list and I'm don't, maybe it's not as good as I thought it was. <laughs> like, like I'm. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people, listeners included, that are, are big fans of this movie. Maybe not as much. If you're trying to put it above Star Wars in the top 20, then I'm not to discourage I, you from I'm it. I'm not going to put it above Star Wars because it clearly okay, didn't have the right. Star Wars had. But uh, I will yeah. say this about Star Wars: what the root of my thing with Star Wars that bothers me is fucking Luke Skywalker. Why? Because he's like, he's, yeah, he's a, a perfect guy who does everything right? No. <laughs> because he fucking is just like, yeah, win. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's how he's supposed to be, though. He's I like, want the bad guy to win. You made me want to root for Darth Vader because you are kind of a win, yeah. dude. You know, like, I've actually always felt that way, but you know Han Solo's in the movie, too, right? Because he shows up and Han Solo shows up and you're like, oh, I like this guy more. He's a bad boy. He only cares about money. Yeah. He's like, oh, so maybe yeah. I was conscious. We're going to make this guy like whiny and this guy. The yeah, he's the cool guy. And, and I think to a degree, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Okay, I, I I, like Luke appeals to the eight-year-old boy and Han appeals to like the fucking 14-year-old boy or something like that. You and know? also the girls too. And the, and the girls, yeah. So we talked about Star Wars, which is at number 21. Down from that, Trading Places, another comedy movie is at number 33. I got to say, I like, I like Trading Places more. I think it's like... I like Trading Places more. Okay, cool. Two spaces down from that, there's Truman Show 35. I think Truman Show is Wait, like... Truman Show is so impressive. Um, I almost think it should be it's sophisticated it's it's wild how good that movie is it cannot be above the intro to back that ass up oh it isn't that's why <laughs> hey man have you heard the intro to back that ass up oh, sorry i thought you're saying gonna be below it yes you're right it cannot be above that that's okay, a so, great moving piece down of the art list at number 58 we have enter the dragon the bruce lee movie oh man the, to me i oh, think really like how do you put anything above any of uh, uh, that's the thing. It's, it's like we. That's a task that we've been given by the universe, yeah, and it's we, like we, it's not. It's, we didn't choose this, Ephraim. We I didn't know. choose this life. Oh, really? Like this like life you, chose us. You've been entrusted with a really tough yeah. series of decisions to We're make. We're bound by honor, man. We we have no way we out. Are bound by honor, dude. <laughs> wow, you've bestowed this task. I, I, that's I, why we need your help, though. It's kind of like the great so, American hero and the aliens leave him the suit and they're like, but, oh. but they didn't leave him in the instructions. So if our fans don't understand oh. it is enough, they're definitely going to understand that reference. Well, the greatest American <laughs> hero shouldn't be returned. It's like one we have on the list is the last starfighter, which is another movie on the list. And like, Right. Last Starfighter, like Greatest American Hero, is like a really good concept that maybe isn't as executed as well as it could have been. And like, right. why right. do they remake things that already worked? They should remake things that didn't quite work, like those, and and, and like fix Buckaroo them. Bonsai. Like Buckaroo Bonsai. Yeah, exactly. man. Put a little twist on it, make it and update it. Yeah, don't redo Star Wars. Star Wars was perfect. You don't need to redo it. Anyways, yeah. I, some people might not think it's perfect because they think the character's so, whiny, but you know what I mean. I think the Into the Dragon is is an important. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily put Bruce Lee above or all of Bruce Lee's works above Mel Brooks's. Uh, maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't, but we're not doing that right now. But I think Into the Dragon, it being Bruce Lee's first major dude. U.S. movie. I, I, I now I'm really like, I'm God. I'm rethinking. You know what? I do think it's more important than Bill and Ted's in Wayne's World. Now, okay. Now, I think we're, now yeah. we're finding in the, the place that it wants to be. I think we are too. I do think um, so, Chong's below it. 
Cheech and Chong would be like a better better compared to Mel Brooks specifically right, than right. than this specific movie. I think that you're right in finding that Bill and Ted's Bug's Journey as a marker. I would want to put uh, Spaceballs below it. I just don't think it's as entertaining of, of a movie. Wayne's World also has some clever stuff, like jokes and stuff. I think that some of them probably still work. You know, like sight gags. Wayne's World is more. Like, yeah, yeah, Spaceballs is definitely dated and and definitely a brand of humor for an older generation. You know. Well, okay, so then you think like after <sighs> Wayne's World and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, the next movie on there is the Watchmen movie, which it can go I above think it that. Should go above that. I, I think that Cheech and Chong as a comedy act deserve to be above Spaceballs movie. Absolutely. Oh, you know what? Sorry, I, I'm going down again. I'm looking at Bell Biv DeVoe. I think that deserves wow. to be above Spaceballs. I, I think I'm sorry stuff, if I'm like... No, no, no. Like, <laughs> you, you ever eaten Whoppers, the candy, the malted milk balls? Those are great. Yeah, from, if there's just something we say that you just can't put it below, let us know. I'm going down uh, again to Ice Cube. Ice Cube's problematic in some ways. Uh, well, yeah, well, I put Spaceballs above Ice Cube because I love Ice Cube. He's got a few songs that make me f- feel very bad that I ever enjoyed. And still a part of me enjoys because of some stuff he says about yeah. women mainly. You feel bad that you sing along with them daily at the top of your lungs. Uh, that's I've set it on my alarm so that I can wake yeah. up to just hear this uh, vile misogynistic stuff uh, be said. <laughs> I, w- I want to put Spaceballs right below Crocs, the shoes. And the reason why is, what? I'll tell you, maybe I already said this before. <laughs> I went to the grocery store. I went to Safeway. I had Crocs on my feet, white ones. And the kid at the grocery store, he was looking at me like, hey, what's up? And I was like, oh, uh, what's going on? I missed something. I got some stuff on me or something. And he looks at me and he says, I fuck with Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked over to see if he had them on then. And he's like, they don't let me wear them at work. Oh, and man. I was like, okay, man, I know how it is. And also I found out later I was pushing the cart and I forgot to take the toilet paper out and put it on there. So I got a bunch of free toilet paper because he was so busy looking at my Crocs. He forgot to like <laughs> ring up my toilet paper. Now, this is a teenager you're saying? He was a teen, yeah. So, and you're a man who's like... I'm a man of, uh, of wisdom. Mid to late 40s, we'll say. I'm 44, so yeah. So, I think the fact that you were wearing Crocs made this kid realize that he could say, I fuck with... Like, otherwise, he might be like, oh, yeah, yes, sir, I enjoy Crocs. But he, like, saw that you were wearing those and was like... Yeah. And, and saw that you were down. Crocs yeah. bridge more of a gap than Spaceballs does. Spaceballs humor is a little aged. Crocs bring yeah. you together with the young people. I, I understand. Yeah. Exactly. If I was walking around and I was dressed like Barf, John Candy's character from Spaceballs, at the grocery store in the middle of the night, he wouldn't. Don't mention John Candy. I'm going to try to put Spaceballs higher if you bring him up again. <laughs> hey, I love John Candy too. So we were looking at Crocs, which is number 87. Spinderella is right below that number 88. Yeah. I kind of want to put Spaceballs below Spinderella just because she's groundbreaking for women in, in hip hop. She was like one of the first big, big profile DJ. And also, I feel bad because on the last episode, I claimed that she had zero credits on any Salt and Pepper songs, and I'm wrong. She does have credits on some Salt and Pepper songs, Dang. but not Push It. She didn't even record Push It a little bit. Yeah, I, so I can live with that. Spinderella, if you're listening. Can you live with that? Apologies. I can totally live with it. I mean, dude, we really give it a fair shot. And you're right. Just because it is living at 89 doesn't mean that it's any less impactful to fans and people who love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, it's important. It, if somebody's favorite thing on here is going to be the last thing on the list. Yeah, totally. Well, maybe not the last thing, but you know what I mean? Like, people, things yeah. can be pretty far down the list. <laughs> And yeah. that doesn't mean that they have if to If we like have a listener who fucking loves transphobia. Would... <laughs> <laughs> like J.K. Rowling is here. So Spaceballs, the movie, goes into number 89, moving Ice Cube, the person, to number 90. Let's take a break and we'll come back and do it. We've run pretty long, so we'll rank the next thing pretty okay, quickly. Yeah, we'll do it quick. Well, welcome back uh, from the break. So the next one is... Super Submitter Thad L. Friend, submitted friend the uh, this topic. Also, like a, a friend of ours, not just of the show, but of us individually, too. He wanted to know about the big oversized Warner Brothers cartoon t-shirts. Yeah, so large graphic cartoon t-shirts featuring Warner Brothers characters. And, and, and I, he doesn't say it, but I, I kind of... Like it, Looney Tunes mainly. He's not, talking, he's not talking about Batman. I know he's not talking about Batman. He's not talking about James Cagney's character. I, I kind of think he means the, the hip-hop oriented ones. Like it's Yeah, tweet. I mean, I think they're hip-hop adjacent so at the very least. So it's a giant least. t-shirt, and on the shirt is a picture of Taz in a giant t-shirt. You don't see, like, yeah. metal dudes wearing those, you know what I mean? Like, no. Whatever, you know, or, like, Rasta's wearing them, you know what I mean? Like, well, I You like, might see Rasta wearing them, maybe, I don't know. I immediately, when I saw this, was like, this is the great, the best topic of the three. <laughs> and it immediately made me think. These tie into and go perfectly with the oversized jeans with the embroidered Warner Brothers character on them. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, embroidered. That's like you'd have like Tweety Bird on your butt going down your leg. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know? So they're oversized jeans. They're not They're not overalls. Like baggy jeans. They're like Junkos. Baggy. They embroider a character on the leg or on the calf or like yeah. going from your back pocket all the way down, you know. Now, like, Ephraim, if you're going to do those that on jeans, 
are Warner Brothers the most popular or would it be like Betty Boop or like a, a... I've, I've mostly just seen like the uh, Taz Tweety Bird yeah. Taz yeah, yeah. Mar- yeah. Mar- Marvin the Martian the Tasmanian Devil remember was kind of like the go-to pool hall tattoo of the 80s oh hell yeah because he's a tough guy yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well and then you see like the bad boy club I think that's who it is they kind of they kind of wanted to be Taz they're like Probably Taz good. was something that a lot of because especially if you're a kid you're like that is the guy who really appeals to me because he's a destructive yeah. force he's awful absolutely yeah Taz does only upper body workouts. No, yeah, he's he's good like that. It's kind of like a like a lot of cholos, you know, that I grew up with. They were all huge, yeah. skinny legs, you know. Oh, I just got out. Yeah, you know. But uh, <laughs> so uh, 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 that type of shirt is something you would find mostly down here. I would see it like swap meets and stuff. Yeah, right. Know. Yeah. Yeah, I see it as like, or like a county fair, or like you see it at the fairgrounds. I think of it as like, Canal which is where swap meets happen frequently. Like you would see stuff like that on, like, um, in in Manhattan. It's like I forget what it is, but it's the area. It's like <laughs> ten blocks north of of Union Square, and there, you can buy all these bootleg shirts. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And it's like Pink Panther. I thought but, you were talking about like businessmen. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> you, Wall Street. You, yeah, you're on Wall Street, and the dudes are showing up, and they have, they have like a giant Taz with his arms crossed in a hip hop pose. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can get like Pink Panther and he's smoking weed with a big diamond in his hand. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Shiny, you know, like that's the thing is in my mind that actually. But, but like you, you buy it in Manhattan. You don't like you, you you go to Staten Island or out to like. You don't wear the, it there. Like Bronx or something or like an outer boroughs or something to, to wear it. Right. Yeah. Well, one thing I think is like it's weird how these things have a lasting power because I used to be a, a high school teacher in New York and girls would have like a Betty Boop embroidered. Uh, yeah. thing Betty Boop was really big and selling a lot of merchandise and I thought this is crazy Betty Boop is from 1928 or something how is this yeah. still relevant but somehow because I guess the copyright expired anybody can make the shirt and if they liked some girl saw that and was like that's what I want that's the character that speaks to me she's like a weird baby dog you know that, like I don't know everyone <laughs> yeah. has their own thing fucking you know? giant head like why not um, Popeye right if, if, so and they did these shirts, some Warner these... Brothers characters. Did you ever see Elmer Fudd? Nobody wants to be Yosemite Sam or Elmer Fudd, do they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, the Yosemite Sam, I think, is popular. Because Yosemite just, Sam... He's popular on Mudflaps. Oh, yeah, which, by the way, Thad has also submitted, which we'll rank sometime as oh, well. Oh, but oh, Yosemite okay. Sam and Mudflaps. I, I think, I, if I remember correctly, I believe Thad has submitted so those here's, as well. Here's a question, Jake. The best of yeah. these shirts that I can think of are probably not licensed. Like, I assume they're bootleg. They made a few yeah, licensed things. But I mean, a lot of this stuff is bootleg, right? I mean, if they do, imagine, like, yeah. they must not like money because there's yeah. tons of that stuff out there, man. Yeah. I'm sure there are official ones, but they probably cost more. And yeah, like those jeans are probably, a lot of those are probably bootlegged. I guess um, it, I like it when it's like, when it's a picture of a Looney Tune character and the Looney Tune character is in a hip hop costume. So it's like oh. you are wearing a giant t-shirt and it's a picture of Taz <laughs> and he is wearing a giant t-shirt. And Taz... Yeah. And Taz has a shirt on, and his shirt says like "hip hop," where it's very, you know, it's, or his it says like "like cool dude" or whatever, you know what I mean? And he's yeah. and, he, and he's going nuts. I like that. It's like a nested doll, you know. I like it when it's a giant, like the whole thing is one color, like yellow, and then um, Tweety Bird's facial features are on it, but not the outline of his oh, so face. Like, like you are Tweety. Bird. You just see his, yeah, like your your body is Tweety Bird's head, your torso is his head. Why do people like Tweety Bird? I don't get it. Why? I don't know because uh, his main thing know. is that he saw a cat. Like he thought just, he saw a cat. I, I think people that show their love for these Looney Tunes characters are yeah. so deeply into it that they'll rock on these big shirts. Remind me of like the same people that'll buy like the shirt from the ride at yeah. like at Magic Mountain. Like, oh, yeah. you know, X Destroyer slide ride or whatever, you know, like yeah. I, I did the drop. Yeah, I did the and drop. Like those people are so into that and they want you to know, you know, but like. Like it's that same passion, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a way for expressing like their their personality to a degree too. Like more than, but like it's it's like it's almost like what flag you wear in your back pocket, you know? Or like, dude, you you catch a feeling. It's like it's cool, man. Like, hey, man, I'm into this. I love this character. Honestly, like the guys that's wearing the big baggy jeans, all embroidered, the shirt printed with Tweety and (laughs) over, like that dude is living free. It's true, like man. Freer than me, because I, I, I don't think I can enjoy anything that much. Beautiful. That's a, well said, Ephraim. People like that are way more open minded. Yeah, I'd be buying those shirts that, like, I don't go on the ride because I'm afraid. So I get them, like, <laughs> I, I, I get them secondhand, and then I tell people I went on that ride. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh man, I get the Tweety Bird shirt because I'm afraid to like Tweety Bird. Oh, I get so the I just... Tweety Bird because I'm afraid people know I like. I'm really like Sylvester is my favorite. That, by the way, <laughs> Sylvester and Tweety cartoons. That's my dad's favorite of the Looney Tunes ones. My dad's like, no, no, 
you don't watch that coyote. That stuff's garbage. Watch the, <laughs> the, the Sylvester and Tweety. That's what's up. And I was really? Like, really, Dad? I, okay, I'm going to sure. ask you guys a question real quick before you tie this okay. up. Yeah. Okay. I want to make an agreement with the both of you right now. What's it? A blood oath. A blood oath that at Christmas, <laughs> we will all, we will each have to go buy one like large sized, large print shirt, and then we have to mix them up and each pick one. Okay. Yeah, okay. But, but <laughs> yeah, only if, great. When you say large size, I think we should do XXLs. That's what I meant. But only if by Christmas you mean the holidays. For the holidays, like I would like to do a large size Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah man. I'm right now agreeing that I'm going to put in the effort to find a great one. Okay. And, we, and you have more than half a year to like match it with our personalities too. So <laughs> I'm going to push us to rank it because we got, yeah, we got we've been running along. So, so there's other clothing in here, right? So yeah. let's look for clothing on the list. There's other shirts, but there's like a few other types of shirts. Tommy Bahama, Tommy Bahama which it does, it is expressive in the way. So Tommy Bahama um, evokes the Island lifestyle. Someone said to me two days ago, cause I was wearing a flannel, but it's starting to get warmer and I love wearing flannels. And I, I was taking it off and he goes, man, you need to get a Tommy Bahama, man. That's a summer flannel. Summer it's flannel. true. It's true. I, I, I do like them. I do like that they, that they evoke the Island lifestyle, but like, especially with the stuff you said about these graphic t-shirts, uh, Ephraim, I think they get, they're going to have to go above it. I agree. So you want so to Tommy Bahama was at number, um, 104, 104. Yeah. Above, wow. Those zipper jeans. What are zipper jeans? Like the jeans, and um, they're just jeans that have zippers, but you don't wear them without <laughs> versus versus button flies. But no, this is specifically zipper jeans worn without, well, we have, we have no them on there twice. So we have, yeah, we have zipper jeans by themselves somewhere. And we also, uh, number is 96. And then we have zipper jeans worn with no underwear, which is risky, especially if they just come out the dryer. Very risky. And that's at 109. It's exciting, though. We established you're going to go before um, 104. At 86, band t-shirts. And this is really similar. Graphic t-shirt. It's sort I of like expresses your personality to a degree. Not necessarily your personality, but at least... I would say not as much band maybe. t-shirts. Are there bands that have like giant graphic, like giant oversized graphic like that? Oh yeah, yeah. There's lots of like, especially like metal bands and and I think and hip hop bands. Where as well. it looks like your whole shirt is the band itself, like it is with oh, the yeah, it's all over print, yeah, arm, pitch, shoulder, uh, you know, iron, yeah, uh, whatever, you know. <laughs> they are sort of expressive in the same way these are. It is a person like yeah, yeah. Wearing some other intellectual property to like express themselves in a way, but I don't think that they, like, I, I, they're not as fun to me. Yeah, like as, if you, if I saw a guy and he had like, if he has a what's up doc, giant what's up doc face shirt, looking yeah. at me, it's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, the tricky thing is though is more is expressive it, than a guy walking up to you wearing like a Madonna t-shirt. Yeah, do, it's do true. People, so who else is skipped? You said Elmer Fudd is skipped. People don't have the Elmer Fudd. I think some people do. It depends on who you are. Like he carries a gun. Like people must like that. But uh, you're right. Like he's not like or, or unless like you're like chicken. a fucking hick and like or your, or your identity is like oh uh, Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, people don't have a fog. He does, there's no iconography really of him. It's really only about there's like four or five. There's not even any Daffy Duck really. You don't really see Daffy Duck stuff. Uh, you know the main. I think there's a little bit of Foghorn Leghorn, a little bit of Elmer Fudd, but yeah, it's. Yeah. Mainly because those guys are like tricksters. You don't see the fucking the sheepdog either, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, I had somebody that wears almost exclusively band shirts. Yeah. I still want to put them above band t-shirts, number uh, 86. They're above other... band shirts, but don't go above skorts. Get them in the middle somewhere there. Because... Oh, where's, where's skorts at? I'm, uh, skorts where are we at? 64. So there's 64. a lot of yeah. Oh, there is a lot between. There's no clothing in um, between, but we got to find out where they go between 64. I think I'm having trouble putting them above 82, Belle Bib DeVoe, just because I like that band so much. But Belle Bib um, DeVoe, like, do you think any of them may have ever owned an oversized print? You know what? I'm it's, certain of it. I, I'm, I'm sure that in the show it, notes, we can, we can put a picture to, to Michael Bivens with some kind of Warner yeah. Brothers merchandise on. Exactly. Like, I'd be so, shocked if we couldn't. They should be neighbors, at least. Yeah. They should be neighbors, so I think. How about uh, between Eggs and Belle Bib DeVoe? That sounds yeah, great. man. Yeah. Yeah, nice instincts, Ephraim. So, um, you're a natural. So Warner Brothers large graphic cartoon t-shirts go in at number 83, moving eggs uh, to number 84. And so we have completed our job for today. Uh, we have ranked these three items. The list is now at 146 items. or almost at 150 pretty soon here. So uh, let's wrap it up. Ephraim, you got any social media, anything you want to direct yeah, people to? Really quick. I still want to advocate for the Warner Brothers large graphic tees because they are at 83. Once again, it is my favorite of the three subjects. It is it, where it is ranked. Look, we understand it. It's like a, it, things don't always land where we want it to land. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just the, we divine the, the nature of the universe. You know, actually, before we get to um, plug 
ranking stuff. Ephraim, I want to ask you, yeah. is there an item on the list that you want to nominate for being re-ranked? That you think is too high or too low? We, last week, we've been taking in nominations for uh, items to re-rank. And by the time you listen to this listener, the poll will be open. You'll be able to go vote on which of these nominated items we should re-rank in a future episode. So There was something uh, I was thinking of in my brain. Okay. Sriracha, I think, should be much higher. Okay, so... We'll, and I'm not a Sriracha guy, but... The impact it's had on people positively and negatively is massive. Yeah. Okay. Wait, but if it's had negative impact on them, we got to count that against it, right? Or oh, you just yeah, think- man, that's a big deal, dude. You know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude, it's huge. Like, like it, it's really like made a mark. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. Okay. That'll be on the poll. the last nomination for- to go in. Now it's time to vote, uh, listener, on which nomination you think should be re-ranked. Yeah. So uh, go to everydamthing.net, which is our website, and you can find there you can find a link to the poll where you can vote. You'll be able to vote once every day. Uh, and in about a month, we're going to close the poll and re-rank an item in a future episode. So Ephraim, social media, oh, you got that stuff? Uh, you could just find me at EF by stereo f by stereo okay f by stereo gotcha all my bands all my things and shows okay and uh the new voodoo glow skulls we got a new death by stereo record on the way oh awesome and manic hispanic is coming out too okay yeah and we'll put links in the show notes to all this stuff um and you guys you'll be doing some shows this year I, i assume oh yeah um and then uh, there's something else I noticed. Maybe you want to talk about quickly. Uh, this fight for Columbia comp thing that I saw. Well, I have on- some good friends in Columbia from a band called Distraction, and uh, Distraction's like this really cool hardcore band. And they were trying to do something cool, so they created this band camp that anyone can donate a song to. And we're going to let the comp just keep growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. Right. And as it grows, it'll raise more awareness for the people that are trying to keep their voices alive and aloud in Columbia. So it's called Fight for Columbia. You can find a link to it on my social media. Anything. We'll link it in the show notes as well. It's only seven bucks and you get every song ever. It could be 300 songs in a month. We don't know. It's kind right. of cool. Well, there's no oh. limit to it. Exactly. See limites. Hey, Ephraim, thanks for coming on, man. Um, you guys. Thank yeah, you it's been great. We happy. definitely want to have you back on some time. We, you got, there's lots more stories to tell. It's been oh, a man. really fun time. I so, to see your face, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see your face too. Um, oh. Crazy. Phil, you want to you want to get us taken out? Oh yeah, here? sorry, I'll do the outro. You guys, okay. I didn't want to interrupt the moment. Um, thanks for listening to Every Damn Thing. We hope you enjoyed it. So go to everydamthing.net for the updated list and for the show notes, and that's where you can go to find the link to vote uh, for which items should be re-ranked in a future episode. If you have something uh, that you'd like to add to the list of everything. Um, or anything else to say to us, please email it to us at list at everydamthing.net. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can suggest topics there as well. Subscribe to the show wherever you got this episode. Our theme is by Jay Puget. Uh, and if you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it. That is helpful. Wherever you listen to it, uh, just rate and review it and recommend it to a friend. That's even more helpful. That's how people get to hear about us. So um, again, Ephraim, lovely to talk to you. Thanks so much treat, for coming Ephraim. on. And uh, yeah, come back on some again sometime. I and um, I would love to. This is And listener, uh, I hope you come back for the next episode that we uh, make. <laughs> <laughs>